Welcome to Sounds Like Autism, the podcast that celebrates neurodiversity by speaking to the people who are helping to create a more inclusive world. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios with your hosts, Josh Mursky and Dave Thompson. Well, it's good to be home. Yes, it is, Josh. How are you? I am doing superb. What about you? Really good. I, you know, it is good to be home. We've been on this inclusion tour for a while, and sometimes you just got to stop home, do some laundry, rest up, right? Oh, yeah. Always fun to do that laundry. We're road dogs. It reminds me of my friends that are in bands that have been sleeping on floors forever, right? It's like virtual road dogs. Right. Um, no, and, and it's good to, it's good to kind of regroup, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so this is going to be another one of our like old school banter episodes. So I feel kind of like kicking it old school. This is how, um, we started. Um, so if you ever go back to like, you know, season one and, uh, listen to the early episodes, um, we do a lot of this where it's just us talking about things on our mind, uh, and stuff like that. And if you go also, if you watch episode one, season one, you can see how like amateur we were back then. <laughs> it's like and you crazy. don't have to, and you don't have, and they don't have to it's do pretty that, funny. right? They don't have to do no, this. Skip to like episode 12 or no, something. No, it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, but yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. anyway. It's anyways. amazing that that was only a couple of years ago, you know? Yeah, um, 2019. Yeah. And so what's been going, you know, we haven't been talking a lot about you and what's been going on with you. So how have you been the past couple of months? What's going on? It's it's been interesting. Uh, so I had um without going into details, I had a surgery. I've never had like a surgery like where you know you, they make you go to sleep and then I've never had surgery like that. Um, you know, relationships been a little like ups. We've had I've had ups and downs, and uh, of course then there's been work. But I've been you know you roll with the punches, and I honestly think that the tough times at the end make you stronger. The harder it is, the tougher you become, and the more you can handle in the future. That's so, for sure. So I guess yeah. you men- I guess you mentioned all those things because it's kind of it's not just the surgery and it's not just your personal relationships and it's not just work, but it's kind of how all those things get along, right? Yeah, and sometimes at once. Some of them sometimes more than one thing will happen at once, and it, it, that's like a lot of change. And as I, at least I hope by now, most of you know, but who constantly listen to our podcast, um, for folks on the spectrum, change is not necessarily easy, and but. Sometimes you you gotta just you gotta adapt and you need to figure out your own ways to adapt. Be it by the way you be the situation, maybe uh, by like comfort items which uh, you have. Uh, particularly me, like I've had since since I was in uh, third grade, I believe a little plush Mickey, um, and that that's mine. But I remember Dave. You remember like I put that when Dave and I did TEDx um, all those years ago. I had that in my bag backstage. So that was like my comfort thing. So that sometimes helps so you, folks. So you kind of um, use something like that to regroup and bring yourself back yeah, to it, earth a little bit when you're overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that that helps just knowing that like that's there. Um, so I, I agree. As a, I, I am not autistic, but as a neurodivergent person, and just as me, uh, I'm someone who is a creature of habit and likes to know what to expect. And when I get overwhelmed with, and it is kind of that triangulation between. My family, that would be my relationship. I don't really hang out with friends, but my, my wonderful wife and my kid, my mom, um, when things are going rough with that and or with work um, and or obviously anything medical like you're going through, um, you know, that can be really overwhelming. Uh, and I do take comfort in the things that I get to keep the same all the time or the things that I can revert back to. Like ever since we were given magic weighted blankets, years ago, I am a huge 
weighted blanket fan and I use it every single night before I go to bed. And that is kind of my, my stuffed animal. Um, so I take a lot of comfort in that. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so Dave, what's been going on with you? We just spoke a, a little bit about me, but what about you? What's going on in Dave land? Dave land. Uh, yes. Dave land. Dave, Dave land is lovely. It's a little hot. Um, but everything, everything's going good working hard. Um, as always, I'm someone that's really good at starting projects and not someone who likes maintaining them or is the best at maintaining them. Right now, I have a really exciting time because I'm in the middle of a lot of, of starting a lot of projects. Uh, so I have a, a newsletter that's coming out through Nicholas awesome. Center that's coming out soon and a lot of cool things going on with media, podcasting, Nicholas Center News, all that stuff. Um, that's all really exciting uh, and keeping me super busy. And just making a lot of community connections, talking to a lot of different incredible minds and people that are involved in this kind of movement of uh, neurodiversity inclusion and employment. Um, yeah, just, I, I hate to say more of the same, but that's, that's kind of how it's going. Um, I, I, I just have a lot to do, you know? Um, well, that's good. It's a, it's definitely a good problem to have. Uh, yes. my, my, my birthday's in a couple of weeks and I'm going camping for the weekend, which I'm really excited about. Uh, but we go glamping. We don't really like do the whole camping thing. We have air conditioning where, where we can oh, glamour, luxurious. I see. I see. Glam, glamour camping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just Fancy. have to, we just have to show up, you know, they make it easy. All right. All right, this one question, which I, I ask everyone, um, like, for real, I do ask everyone this who goes camping. So, um, like, are the, because I have a thing with like bears. Like, are there going to be bears around? Because I'm like terrified of bears. So, did, did I not tell you my bear? This is not a setup, by the way. Did I not tell you my bear story from two summers ago? No. Really? I would have remembered. I, I, I have a thing with bears. I would well, remember. Well, now you're definitely never going camping because I'm going to tell you a really quick story. So, we went, uh, there's this service called Tenter, T-E-N-T-R-R. -R, and it's kind of like Airbnb, but for tents. So you go and the, there's a really elaborate, heavy duty kind of army tent set up already with a cot with a memory foam mattress and all this stuff. Um, they tell you where to go, you pay for it. And there's a barbecue and all, a fire pit and all this stuff. So it basically makes camping super, super easy. So we've done that a bunch of times as a family. And we went uh, in New York uh, in the Catskills and we put our daughter to bed and the dog was in bed and we were just sitting by the fire and everything's quiet around the fire. And then we hear like snap, crackle, pop and sticks breaking around us. And I turned around and there was a bear behind me, like oh, man. maybe about 10 feet away. But it turns out in hindsight, it was a black bear. And those are kind of like big raccoons. Like they very rarely hurt anyone. Um, I think I wasn't they, a grizzly. They look a lot like grizzly bears, just smaller. Yeah. So we didn't know anything about that. So we actually drove three hours home um, because we didn't know if we were safe or not. Uh, and I had some friends making fun of me after that. But yeah, yeah. though there are bear, there are bears sometimes. Yeah, sure. grizzlies. I mean, those things. Like, oh man, like yeah, <laughs> I'm bad. I got scared the living daylights out of me, and I'm gonna stop by that because I'm. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. And it's, it's cool. That, that's been a cool thing, silver linings with COVID. It's hard to find them sometimes. But one has been a lot of people have been able to reconnect with nature. And I was never a nature guy before. And now I make sure I get out there and go on hikes to waterfalls and go camping and 
cool stuff like that. Eat outside, just as simple as going for a walk. I mean, I, I didn't really do that so deliberately before. So um, that's been a cool thing for sure. Well, I think that almost definitely made me not want to become a nature guy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, seriously, that, that sounds awesome. That really does a tent version of Aaron. That, that's pretty cool. So with that being said, I'm um, talking about like silver lining 2020. Uh, I've been thinking, you know, 2020, like ever since that ended, everything's been very different. And like I said earlier, for folks on the spectrum, change different. It's not like our forte, if, if so to speak. Uh, so there's been lots of change and with like all, I think all aspects of society. And I think folks on the spectrum that kind of hits us like a little bit differently than let's say a neurotypical person. Uh, well, if you, I, Dave, do you agree? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and very little has not changed since March of 2020, right? So everyone yeah, was I'm, bound to be impacted. Yeah. So one, one thing I've noticed and um, is like, so pretty much with comfort item, I want to be clear, like any, any, literally anything can be a comfort item. It's pretty much something which brings you a feel of like emotional comfort and safety in a tense situation. Uh, so naturally, like 2020, we all know all the like quote unquote terrific things that happened. We've seen like different things, different coping mechanisms based on society. And you sometimes you see folks like, for example, you'll see some people wearing a mask, you know, like, and there's no one around. It's just them sidewalk. And you sometimes people like might might look and stuff, but you have. I want people to understand that you don't know that person may be on the spectrum and that may be their um, comfort item because sometimes, it, I mean, it makes sense that if you go through a period like mass change, trauma example, right? And if there's one thing around you which you use to like feel safe, be safe, and then it kind of becomes habitual. And then all of a sudden, like you don't have to use it. You may just do it either out of habit because it makes you feel safe. And you want that safe feeling because it became a routine. And that it goes into the fact that, you know, people on the spectrum, it's not going to change. So routine is very, and structure is very important to us. So things that have become routine may stick after. Mm -hmm. So I, I just would like um, some folks to know that because like I, I know like some, some things in this country are divisive at the moment. But these things can very well become a, have become a comfort item for some folks. Um, so just I think that we should keep that in mind um, as a society. And that's not the only reason to be empathetic of others, right? But it's a, it's a real good one. You don't know what somebody else is going through. Maybe their yeah. family member or they are immunocompromised. Maybe they're traumatized yeah. by some sort of event that happened over the past couple of years. Maybe they just don't feel quite right about it yet. So everyone's journeys are different. And... It just, yeah. yeah, neurodivergent or not, like, let's, let's make sure we're not making any assumptions about why people do the things they do, as long as they're not hurting you. I mean, I think it's, it's um, great to be understanding of everyone's preferences and needs and differences, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you never really know what, what's going on in someone else's world, so to speak. So I think, well, it's just important in general, like, because we don't know what's going on in everyone's story and we, you Really, you don't know someone's comfort item because, like, again, it literally can be any, like, literally can be anything. And especially, like, in these times, post-2020, um, there's lots of stress for, like, ever, everyone. So the, the need for a comfort item amongst people on the spectrum, it's going to be 
I it, I personally believe a little bit more than post twenty twenty. You mean then pre twenty twenty? Uh, pre twenty twenty. Yes, yes, pre twenty twenty. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Um, well said. And um, yeah, the world continues to evolve, and we we all continue to change along with it and uh, react to it all differently. So everyone should be empathetic and understanding and encouraging of each other. And uh, I think that's what you know. What's interesting about asking for workplaces to be more accommodative of neurodivergent minds is like mm -hmm. basically none of the things that anyone is asking for don't benefit everybody. Like, it, wouldn't everyone want to work for an employer that's more understanding and empathetic of your needs and your challenges and your sensitivities? Like, most of these changes to the workplace that we're looking for benefit every single person. And so when you're talking about someone wearing a mask, uh, when you don't need to wear masks anymore, and it, it might be because they're autistic, might be because they're autistic, or it might be because of a number of other reasons. But no matter what, as long as we're being understanding, we're starting yeah. from there, we're setting everyone up, else up for success and being supportive. And that's what's important. Yeah. And I just want to just make real clear, because I, I could see the emails coming. We are personally not making a stance on an issue. We are just saying that it can be a comfort item. And just be understanding that it can be a comfort item. Okay. We'll be right back. Well, that's a nice song. Hey, hey, everybody. It's me, the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos, the host of the LaunchCast, the co-host of Over My Dad Podcast. But more importantly... I'm here today on behalf of Launchpad 516 Studios, the podcast production company that makes those two shows, the one you're listening to now, and so many others possible. Now, what is Launchpad 516 Studios? Well, it's the brainchild of Launchpad 516. It's a podcast production company, and we help you from conceptualization to production, to recording, to post-production, to monetization. The key word here, let's turn that hobby, that idea into a revenue stream. But more importantly, let's get that important idea out there and get your voice heard because that's what matters right now. Hit us up, launchpad516studios.com to find out more information or send us an email, podcast at lp516.com DM me at Launchpad CEO on all the platforms. Let's chat. Let's get your voice heard. We're pretty good at this, guys. Don't let this offer slip by you. Later, guys. You're listening to Sounds Like Autism with your hosts, Josh Mursky and Dave Thompson. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. You were mentioning earlier, Dave, about um, something which you told told me just the name of, I really don't genuinely don't know anything about this. You said a, a neurodiversity career connector. What exactly is that? Yes. The neurodiversity career connector. You really haven't heard about this yet. I genuinely didn't um, until like literally right before we recorded and I only got the name. That's it. Okay, so great. So as you know, I'm very into um, disability in the organization, disability in and their neurodiversity at work roundtable. Many are friends um, of ours that we've spoken to and that we share best practices with, et cetera. Many, um, you know, uh, organizations that partner with the, with this roundtable, and they just uh, in April announced that they're launching or they launched 
the Neurodiversity Career Connector, which is a job search portal for neurodivergent candidates specifically. It's very cool. Uh, I can read a little bit from their website here. Companies including CAI, Dell Technologies, EY, Freddie Mac, Google, HP, Microsoft, SAP, Spectrum Design Foundation, reaffirm commitment to neurodivergent candidates, an untapped pool that can help close record high job openings. So this website connects neurodivergent job seekers with um, companies that are looking for neurodivergent talent. And uh, th there's, there's a lot of excitement in this space right now. And it's so cool to kind of see it get more formalized and streamlined yeah. and make it easier for Joe Schmo, whether Joe Schmo is a neurotypical business owner or Joe Schmo is a neurodivergent job seeker to connect with each other if they're both motivated to do so. You know what I mean? And so that's amazing. Like very, because, very cool thing. Yeah, because even like I remember in 20, I believe in 2019, uh, we mentioned something about the astronomically high unemployment um, numbers for folks like on the spectrum and neurodivergent. But now after 2020, I don't, I don't even want to know the numbers. It's, I, could do, I would bet my life that's higher. But with that being said, for, for these things to be coming across now, like and to know they know that folks in um, high places actually are trying to think and use um, use the tools at their disposal to try to solve this problem is very promising because uh, like a good job, and when I say good job, I mean like a place where you're treated with respect and dignity. Uh, that, that's what I mean when I say that term. So a good job gives someone purpose, uh, and, and they feel like motivated and then they go out and do more in their community. They just go home, sit home and it engages them mentally and all that. So it means a lot like to society as a whole. So this is very important and I'm extremely happy to hear this. Yeah. And let's hear it from someone who uh, benefited from, from this uh, service. It's a phenomenal resource, says Jason Ross, who recently landed a cybersecurity job through the Neurodiversity Career Connector. It's made for us by us. That level of understanding baked in from the jump is a meaningful distinction for this platform versus going on any, gener uh, any general job platform and throwing your resume into the world. Very, very cool time to be involved in all this, isn't it? Extremely. I'm just, I'm just pretty happy because like lots of times um, we hear just like throughout everyday life, like technology being used for like, not so good reasons, nefarious things, but to see it being used towards such a good thing, it's a really nice change. I mean, like, I'm, I don't know about you folks listening to this, but like, I'm getting tired of always hearing like doom and gloom about technology. It's nice to actually see like, wow, it's actually benefiting um, folks. And like, especially this population, which we like genuinely, like really, we really need, like, it's just great to see. For sure, for sure. And we've been seeing it. We've been seeing it all over the country. Uh, and yeah. maybe maybe soon the world, right? So I actually wanted to share my screen and, and show you something, Josh. So uh, let's take a look at a, a map update, a tour map, map update. What do you think? All right, let's do it. Check it out. Oh, wow. No, We're doing good. We're yeah, doing no, good. I mean, I, I'm loving all those um, spots, spots, spot where we stop. I like it. I mean, we got here more. We got a lot to do though. You know what's funny? I was looking at this and I was picturing, because I've been to Texas and I've been to the beach in Texas. So I was picturing Texas all the way on the West Coast. And I should know that it's not on the West Coast. That was the Gulf Coast that I was at the beach at years ago. Um, so I was excited because we had made it to the Gulf Coast, but not uh, to the West Coast of the U.S., but not yet. Yeah, I mean, we, we will, though. For sure. We will. For sure. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really neat, and um, I don't know where we're gonna end up next, but maybe maybe a coastal state on the on the on the left coast. What do you think? Maybe maybe a state near you. Ooh, mysterious. I love that. Yes. What are what are some lessons learned from this tour for you so far? I mean, for me, it basically it's that um, more progress is being made than I originally thought because. Like, I didn't realize it was so expanded. And when you see, uh, I just, I don't think that, for example, a mainstream press covers this enough. Because you know, folks, like, all, all over the country, I'm just thinking of the USA. So that was the country, I'm referring to America. Uh, all over the country knew about this. I mean, it might, like, spark some more ideas. Hey, maybe we should start something like this. So I really think more coverage is really needed. But to know that we have this so far, that's great. That's great. I think we just need to encourage folks to give it more coverage. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. And what about your favorite moment so far? That, that's a very hard one. I, to be honest, I don't think I have a favorite moment. It's the whole experience because you're getting, you were talking to so many different folks from different parts of the country, um, different states up and down. And it, it's, it's really interesting because you hear different stories, hear different takes on things. And like, yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's just really nice. And I'm I, like, genuinely, like I'm enjoying this a lot. Uh, I, I feel like I'm really getting to meet a lot of people and expand my horizons um, just by listening. It's great. And I think that there's a really good point there, which is that all of these programs and these employers and these people, they're all so different, right? And yeah. they're different for a reason, right? We're not looking to, when we say we're excited by the um, Neurodiversity Career Connector that uh, to, about their streamlining and their scaling of something like this, it's not because we want everything to be the same. It's just because we want more opportunities. And, you know, maybe you wouldn't want to go work at Microsoft, Josh. We always joke about how you wouldn't want to work with computers, right? No, and, I, I crash it or something. I don't know, right. I'm not that good with it. Right. So, and, and the program there is not going to be like the program at your inclusive employer. Right. So it's been cool to just hear more and more voices and, and hear about more and more different ways of doing, of getting to the same goal. Right. Yeah. And it's just more diverse. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all about. Like that we're all about, you know, showing and sharing things to like different voices different views and we encourage the different views because listening to different views, whether you agree or disagree, it does expand your, your, your thought process. You see things in a different way, which then maybe take a little bit of this, a little bit of that and add it to your thing. And then you see, wow, my thing got better because I listened and I saw this. So this really benefits everyone. Um, it really does. Right. Dr. Temple Grandin says the world needs all kinds of minds, right? She is right. She is right. The good doctor. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. So what are your plans for the next month, Josh? Uh, personally, I mean, working, I'm working on a few, few things um, with the New York City Autism Advisory Board, which I'm not going to mention at this point, but pretty exciting things. And uh, yeah, more than that, um, not that much. What about you? More of the same, more hard work. 
uh, and I'll see you. I'll see, I'll see you after camping, and we'll get back on tour, right? And just remember to avoid the bears. Seriously, avoid the bears. Avoid. Let me write that down. Avoid. Yeah, you just gotta avoid the bears. And to all of our listeners, like again, like you know, just going camping, avoid the bears. Don't pet them. Those things are not pets. Awesome. I saw a terrible documentary. <laughs> so that that's what made me like fear bears. Before that, I didn't care. Like now, that that documentary kind of like maybe like go like if afraid of them. So yeah, don't just don't pet the bears, and we'll be fine. And we're we're sorry for anyone that already has a fear of bears at home. Sorry. It'll keep, um, it'll keep them safe. It'll keep all right. Them safe. That's true. All right. Thanks a lot, Josh. Yeah, no problem. It, this was great to have a banter. And um, next time we'll show up at a surprise state, which we will let you know um, through Instagram and our social media. Okay, cool. See you later. All right. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the show. Sounds Like Autism is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios, executive produced by George Andriopoulos. The SLA theme song is by me, Dave Thompson. Other music and sound effects are licensed through Epidemic Sound. Sounds Like Autism is hosted with Podbean. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. And leave us a five-star review, please, 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 on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow us at Sounds Like Autism on Instagram and Facebook. Please visit us at www.soundslikeautism.com to learn more about us and to support us through our merch store and more. It's a great website. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Thank you so much.